I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Howdy, and welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. How you doing? Good, how you doing? I'm doing good, can't complain. You know how it is, keeping it in the road, just trying to do an even 60, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Same soup, just reheated. Just reheated. <laughs> it's been doing. It's been doing good on this end. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I'm just trying to get like you. Just, I'm just. I'm just trying to get like you. Oh, you trying to get like me? Mm-hmm. I see you, player. <laughs> uh, the, living, living my best washed life. I see it. The official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport. Bullet ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. And you can find this podcast everywhere you find podcasts. Just search the Blackout Tips. It'll come up. Leave us five-star reviews on um, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate those. Thank you for those who did that. And uh, you can always leave feedback and stuff from the information in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, yes, living my best or uh, watch life. I've seen a, a friend of mine. I hadn't seen her since uh, before the uh, uh, pandemic started. And it was really good to see her. I seen her in a uh, she bought uh, two of her children, and uh, uh, we had a ball, and that was my excitement. But when I tell you I had a good time, I had a really, really good time, and honey, we laughed, and we talked, and we ate, and we went to um, one of our uh, favorite places I hadn't been to in a long time. The place, it wasn't packed or crowded at all, so we picked a great time, mm-hmm. uh, a place called Flipside. Oh, yeah, South Carolina. Yes, and honey. Uh, Cause you know we 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 down in the south, and so uh, honey, they had some fried green tomatoes that was absolutely they, they were fucking flames. Had some fried green tomatoes, had some um, macaroni and cheese balls. Mm-hmm. I had me a, a, a salmon with with something up underneath it. It was absolutely delicious, honey. We were eating and laughing and having myself a ball. So you know that that's living my best wash life. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that you got out and had a good time and, and was safe and everything. And uh, um, yeah, I just been working and stuff. I found out that I'm going to. So instead of I was supposed to move to the to the old spot that I was at on Wednesday, but I emailed them today to be like, hey, y'all haven't really hit me up about it. So what's going on? And they said um, right. that it's going to be not ready wednesday but it'll be ready thursday so i'll just be staying in this spot for one extra day um which is fine because i actually have uh packages on the way <coughs> and i was a little worried that they wouldn't get here in time um hopefully this way with the extra day they will and um i went ahead and bought a couple of boxes in case i need to like either mail stuff home or just pack it up to take to the next spot you know and i'll put everything back in my luggage and then once i'm there i'll be there till the end of uh my stay in new york and so hopefully everything will be fine with that um so that's that's really you know the main thing that i've had going on um and i also started drinking smart water um not the smart water do you know i've been drinking just dumbass regular water my whole life me I had I had no idea. I had no idea that there was some H2O. Yeah, there's some smart water out here, you know. And when I started drinking, I was speaking vociferously, you know. After 
having a few sips. <laughs> not, 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 be, not being Yeah, you know, I mean, all the belligerence just uh, flowed out of my body, you know, straight from the epicenter. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness, this, this will no wonder it costs so much, okay? Um, <laughs> well, you I don't know, think I've ever had this small water. Do I need to get on it? Yeah, I'll give you a sip when you get here. It's, it's okay. you know, it, it might make you read a couple books or something. Um, the only... <laughs> And the only reason I got it is because I think they do. Sometimes I think they do this on purpose, but I was using Instacart to get the stuff from to get some stuff. And I swear, sometimes I feel like since you're not there, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they just be like, fuck it. I'm not looking for that. And (laughs) there was like an order where it was like, I need tape. I need boxes. I need like shipping labels. I need da da da. And so they'll just be like, refund, refund this item. And I'm like, no, look for something else, obviously. <laughs> like, well, you know, it's like, and then like, you know, I do that. I'm sure other people do this too, but you get a little greedy and be like, oh, you know what? I'll add some M&Ms to this or I'll add like a Dr. Pepper or something, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, refund, refund, got the Dr. Pepper. I'm like, nigga, if you didn't get yes. the other shit, you can keep the goddamn Dr. Pepper. I don't want no goddamn Dr. Pepper that bad. I mean, clearly, I'm a person that's looking for shipping supplies. <laughs> Why you give me the easiest shit to find on your way out the goddamn dough? And not trying to be funny. I And maybe this is just me. I think that that might be kind of a New York thing because, mm. you know, it's a little different up there than this down here because, you know, most of the time down here, and because I'm familiar with the grocery store, mm-hmm. so I put it on list. They can find it. The only time, the only time I told them to substitute, and you know how we like the 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 bread that they bake every day in the in the bakery, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that bread. Uh, uh, versus sometimes I get that bread sometimes versus the bread on the shelves. And so I had said, well, give me that bread, and if they don't have that bread, get me some other bread. And they just got me the other bread. I was like, oh, probably because you didn't even take your ass over there to the bakery section to see right. type type of situation. Like, and it specifically says like daily bread. And not trying to be funny, it's one of them things where I go, oh, this must be a man, you know. But mm. I haven't really had any problem with men. But I realized uh, for a lot of more people said a lot of times they get angry when men pick their shit because they be say because they are lazy sometimes when it comes to like actually going into the grocery store and look and take actually taking the time to look sometimes and mm. they'll tell them that the shit not there and they'll have to take a picture and they be like well bitch it's right there in front of your eyes just just pick the shit like yeah, if I you're had not that. a good shopper why do you want this job yeah I had that happen a couple of times when someone took a picture or something like it's not here and I'm like the it's in the picture you sent me and it's like oh my bad but I haven't had for the most part I've had nothing but great experiences it just was funny when i'm when it's a bad experience or somebody and like i said they could be right it could not be in there but it's just funny when you have like a list it's like uh i don't know toilet tissue uh cleaning supplies and like a bag of potato chips and they be like got the potato chips refund everything else you're like no nigga what why'd you even make this trip like I'm not like I didn't write this. I didn't tripping your time because I always over tip with them apps, and I'm like, me too. I did. I hope you're not thinking I'm giving you, you know, thirteen dollars to bring me a pack of M and M's, nigga. That's not that was not the case. 
Oh, right. so it's just always it's funny. On the list. Yeah, it's another. It's, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, most of the time my experience with it has been good, Same. and uh, most of the time I end up getting it uh, ahead of the time anyway. But like you said, because we tip so well, a lot of times they probably bump my shit up because of that. Yeah, I could. It's funny because I'll over tip, but I won't do the thing where I could just pay extra and do like a priority delivery where it's like get it in the next 10 minutes or whatever i'll be like nah bring it at your own leisure but you know here's a little something to keep you you know give you a little extra boost so you if you, if you gotta go back downstairs to get something you'll do it for me instead of just right being like fuck this motherfucker <laughs> so, that's I, that's how it it's works three stories i'm not doing that that's how the logic that's how the logic works in my brain i don't know if right. that even registers with them but Is in my brain applies? i figure it's the difference between like you know looking a little harder to see if they got the coke zero right before you hit me with the nah nigga diet coke you know just i don't know <laughs> um all right let's get into the segments on the show um we do have a little bit of coronavirus news so we'll do a little bit of that music look here we go again we got variants really need to keep a mask on hand and follow the plan get the vaccine and second shots whether woman or man black out who tips is doing they part but the dummies expand niggas would rather believe a bunch of misinformation fuck y'all idiots not getting shots now we gotta regress if we keep going in this direction we never can rest never can get back to the lives we be living the best damn fool stop the lying stop the intubation crying cause it's your fault that motherfuckers dying damn fool stop the lion stop the ventilator crying because it's your fault the motherfuckers dying hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right, I'll stop it there because we only got a couple articles. Um, okay. The first one is wealthier neighborhoods. And this one might shock you, Karen. I hope you're sitting down, okay? Wealthier neighborhoods had more access to virtual mental health services in the pandemic. No shit. What? You don't say? Because they, they had access to the motherfucking internet which is a luxury for a lot of people in this country. Everybody well, not just not just to access internet. to the internet, Karen. I mean, there's a lot of people that got access to the internet through your phones, through a bunch of ways now, right? I, I don't think it's just an access to the internet thing. I think it's like the time, the money, you know what I mean? Because like- yeah, They can schedule with them. Yeah, yeah if I'm working like- um, Two jobs. If I'm working at Publix, you know, I probably ain't got, you know- um, the 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 websites and the and the apps type of type of you know mental health reach and i don't have the insurance you know yeah out of pocket and a lot of times just like everything else a lot of times you might have some outside this a lot of times they monday through friday certain set of time people at work when when these people are available a lot of the times Mm -hmm. so i think that's a big part of it but uh yeah um that has shown that the mental health of people who struggle with anxiety depression and psychological distress worsened as a result of the COVID 19 pandemic with one in 10 canadians this is in canada polled by canadian association of mental health in july 2020 citing as such but the pandemic also impacted the delivery of mental health services as in-person appointments were put on hold indefinitely and virtual appointments were offered in their place yeah and there's a um 
there's a day there was like a deluge of like people trying to get um it, it like mental health help for the first time uh because they were you know stuck at home or they whatever it was they now had the time and people were you know therapists were saying like i actually don't have the capacity to do all this shit yeah they had to turn them down you know uh even when i was looking a lot of them was like i'm not accepting new patients a lot of them had had that there was the big flag on a lot of the things it was like i'm just booked i'm not accepting new patients at this time and also uh it's one of those things where like i said they're they're busier it's a luxury like i say and when you schedule a lot of times you're working on their schedule a lot of times they schedule normally all throughout the day so some of their freer times are not the times up in the day when most people are at work so unless you have like a a job maybe like mine where you could be like hey can i take an extended lunch but i also had the luxury of working from home which mm-hmm. is completely different too so i can be like you know what yeah I, I'll, I'll break you know an hour an hour and a half mm-hmm. you know to do this session with you but a lot of people they don't have the luxury they don't have the time and for some therapists uh uh i've seen this some of them are like look i'm online only like some of them are like i'm not going back because for some of them they can actually see more patients virtually and for some people uh virtual works a lot more just the convenience of not having to drive and also to meet them also is who when you have limited availability who do you decide to take on as a patient right you know so it sounds like they were leaning more towards the upper income people i don't know if it was on purpose or just you know one of those things where like you know the once you start marking the trend you see that a lot of individuals made the same decision and the same decision was um i'm going where the money is (laughs) you know what i mean yeah because like i say insurance or either uh, for some of them they'd be like well fuck it i'll just quote unquote pay you per hour like a lot of them have their own rates if you pay cash sometimes it in certain situations might be actually cheaper than the insurance depending on you know how your insurance and, and stuff runs and so for a lot of people if something happened they go well oh i know you'll keep coming and you just pay out of pocket if you have to and the people that need it the most are the people that typically don't have money like that's when you you know your mental health is is anxiety stress depression that should be that when you ain't got no 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 guap that's when it be hitting the hardest you know um yeah that's why that's why a lot of uh uh uh, a lot of us have bad uh uh, habits and and things like that when it comes to mental health and you know that suck it up and you know pray about it and shit like that because for a lot of us we like there was no other avenue like you had to because you actually didn't have the money the sources or the income to actually get the actually help that you need like it's really easy for people to say go get therapy but for a lot of people when you don't have access to it that's a whole nother level yeah exactly um and lastly in the coronavirus news disney ceo bob Iger tells employees they must return to the office four days a week Hmm. they got that new ceo he said get your ass back to work motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) the the mouse is like nope and 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 i want avenger 17 isn't gonna make itself I guess not. But my fingers hurt from doing all the CGI. Well, now your your back's gonna be hurting too, cause you just pulled <laughs> landscaping duty. Anybody else's <laughs> fingers hurt? I didn't think so. 
<laughs> now your ass going to be hurting because I put my foot up it. <laughs> you know, I'm Mickey. I'm about this guap. I'm about this cheese. Yeah, he's straight. In, in an email, he stressed the importance of in-person collaboration. As I've, oh, well, I guess... <clears throat> As I've been meeting with teams throughout the company over the past few years, I've been reminded of the tremendous value in being together with people you work with. As you've heard me say many times, creativity is the heart and soul of who we are and what we do at Disney. And in creative businesses like ours, nothing can replace the ability to connect, observe, and create with peers that comes from being physically together nor the opportunity to grow professionally by learning from leaders and mentors. Now get your asses back to work, bitches. <laughs> you get your bitch ass in here. <laughs> so, my cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Mice love cheese. And I love bread. Um, <laughs> and I love guap too. Guapamole. Um, <laughs> Iger's four-day work day per week stipulation is relatively strict compared to other large companies which have opted for two or three mandated in office days for hybrid employees apple mandated employees return to work three days a week in september uh elon musk says you niggas get back to get back out there in that field and pick that cotton every day uh, every day i'm hustling he's like i don't hear shit Right. He's he's famously slept at his company's facilities as a show of commitment. He ordered nearly all Twitter employees to return to the office five days a week in November. I mean, we knew this was coming. They own these businesses. They own these buildings. You right. knew they weren't going to just be cool forever. Let them stay empty forever. Yeah. yeah. Nah. I know that sounds thin. That that kind of breaks my heart for people that are like have really been enjoying it, you know, because and like I said, it's different for everybody because there are some people who actually they function better being in person, which and and I completely understand that. But there are some people that have adjusted to this; it's more convenient for them and their kids. And if a kid gets sick, a lot of uh, people uh, I've talked to a lot of uh, parents. It was like I actually have PTO time, which I never had before when I was going to the office because I never took any time off because all my time was. Somebody got sick, somebody threw up, somebody, you know, something happened. And now I got the sick days and it's normally all for the kids. Mm. So, you know, they was like, I finally have time where I could literally take, take, you know, a vacation for the first time without actually eating through my time for my children. Right. So, yeah, I feel, feel bad if y'all are out there and working for Disney and you were being able to work remote, but them days is uh, over apparently. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and particularly people that actually, because for a lot of people, this is, might end up being a problem because for a lot of people, they actually moved further away with remote work. Yeah, so people like, may have hey, done I'm that. getting outside this expensive-ass city now. Right. Um, But that's just one of the issues when you're talking about these big-ass companies and these billionaires. You know, the billionaires funneling money into our politics are often the same billionaires who fund corporate news media, making it hard to trust what they're reporting. That's where the Lever Time podcast comes in. Lever Time is a weekly podcast produced by the by the investigative journalist at The Lever, a reader supported independent news outlet focused on holding the powerful accountable. 
Their work has uncovered deep corruption and vast sums of dark money. The president himself referenced the importance of their work in a speech about campaign finance reform. Go to levertimepod.com or search Levertime on your podcast player to listen in. Now, here's a message from Levertime host, David Sirota. Take it away, Dave. I'm David Sirota, award-winning journalist, Oscar-nominated writer on the movie Don't Look Up, and former campaign speechwriter for Bernie Sanders. I'm also the founder of The Lever. We started Lever Time so that our original reporting can reach as many people as possible. We also interview a variety of guests across media and politics. Some recent guests include actress Susan Sarandon, Amazon Labor Union President Chris Smalls, MSNBC host Chris Hayes, Planned Parenthood President Alexis McGill-Johnson, and U.S. Senators Sheldon Whitehouse and Brian Schatz. You can subscribe to Lever Time on your favorite podcast player or go to levertimepod.com. It's Lever Time. All right, let's get into some other stories, okay? We got other news to talk about because other things in the world are still happening, everybody. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Uh, but uh, let me oh. play. Hmm? Oh, I'm about to say, yeah. Uh, crap, I forgot. Never mind. I just was just going to add a thought to the previous conversation, but I forgot. Okay, no problem, no problem. Uh, let me play a little bit of regular news music. regular news Tory Lanez fires his attorney and hires Suge Knight's former lawyer David Kenner for his appeal he knows Suge Knight lost too am I the only one that did did, did, I I guess yeah I don't know if anybody gonna tell him but (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) I hate to inform y'all I know you know I really I really really do the judge gonna. I know the judge Johnny Cochran was alive, boy. His his shit be lit up. The judge gonna be up in there like. I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So uh, I guess good luck to to Megan Thee Stallion. Um, <laughs> a TikTok scammer blackmails a person using cremated ashes in Petaluma. Um, Petaluma, California. That's the the location. Okay. So, a person tells the police they were blackmailed by a TikTok scammer using their loved one's ashes, according to a release from the Petaluma Police Department. They say the victim made contact with a TikTok seller who claimed to create artwork from cremated ashes. I've seen that before, and 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 uh, uh, it's legit. And a lot of people, they uh, for some people, you can get jewelry out of. People get like rings and necklaces, like a lot of that pretty stuff, and uh, they they uh, do that with it. And and uh, I can understand why some people do that. You know, they were like, well, I, well, you know, I just don't want this urn sitting around here, just because. So a lot of people are thinking that people, a lot of people do very creative things with their with the ashes, so they're not just sitting at the house. Well, the reporter apparently blackmailed them and said, if you want your ashes back, you better send me $3,000. Oh, 
after they took the ashes. Yeah. Police say the victim is sharing their story to keep anyone else from falling prey to the same heartless crime. Now, I don't like that this doesn't name the streamer, the, the TikTok person or any specifics. And maybe they're trying to name protect them. the person's identity or something. But I feel like someone could easily fall for this shit. But it's also like the scary part about the Internet and social media, you know, because you follow somebody, you see what they do, talk or whatever. You start to feel like you know them and can trust them. They they can be in business. It could be a it could be the kind of business where you paying them through Venmo or um, <clears throat> there's not a lot of official paperwork and not a lot of like uh, legality and and ways to like redress harm. And then next thing you know, they just turn out to be a piece of shit. And you know, there's not much you can do about it. Right, and it's. <clears throat> and it could become very frustrating, particularly the 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 person, um, not the person who reported, but the person that actually account. This is their account, like so. Hey, don't don't purchase anything from them, because like there are legit sites that actually do this that will actually do it properly and all that type of stuff. It won't take your money, anything like that. And they do that and, and put like this. This is not the first time. This is a scam. They've been doing this over and over again because they know people will send it to you trusting that you're going to do what you're going to do. And then they don't do the shit. You blackmail me. Now I pay you, but I still don't get the product that I asked for. And that's if you send me my shit back. Yeah, I, I think also just... It's just sad that it's like a confidence scheme, you know. It's like you get to know these people and you think and you think maybe you're saving some money, maybe you're getting something unique and personalized and it just turns out they're fucking scammer the whole time. Um and yes. because there's not a lot of regulations and stuff on this type of shit, you know, um through the internet, I doubt you're going to even get the ashes back or get your money back. You won't, you won't and uh uh, uh it's it's one of those things to where I've actually purchased things from like uh, 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 people online and got it and didn't have a problem or anything like that. But a lot of times I'll actually go to the website, be sure it's legit. Like, like I'll actually will comb a little bit and see, you know, do you have any reviews? You know, what is your better business bureau score? Has anybody filed any? I know that's a lot, but has anybody filed any complaints on you? Or, or, or either a lot of times if I do buy some, I make sure it's not expensive. Just so if it's a scam, I'll be like, okay, you got you got me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when it comes to something like that, you're going to spend a good little money it's, with that. It's crazy, too, because, like, that's happened to me a couple times that I've gotten, like, purely ripped off. And it's normally been stuff that wasn't expensive. But right. uh, sadly, and, and uh, you know, I don't say this to tar and feather all the, all the, the whole group, but... Sadly, it's been when I try to support like a black business. Now that's you know ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time has been fine, but just right. that the fact that there are people who prey on, oh yes. you you would like to support a black person, or well, I'm not, I'm just gonna take your money and not do the work. And it's just like, why would you do that? Especially when you like advertised it as a black, like I'm doing this support you supporting yes. a black person. It's like if <laughs> actually I was about to. <laughs> I was about to say something that's going to sound like shade, but I really don't mean it in a shady way. So y'all just have to trust my heart. But it's like when people do like the premium podcast offerings and then they just don't put shit out. And it's like, well, I, now I've seen it before. it's like, yeah. well, at this I'm point, paying, I'm but... just supporting you, which is 
cool, but like, cool, there's going to be. Let me know I'm supporting. Let me know this is the whole purpose. And don't promise me something that you're right. not going to There's going to be some people right. that feel ripped off by this shit. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. it's just the nature of, if you promise something like, you know, yes. I like I, I I'm I'm big on Patreon and stuff. I've I've supported a lot of mm-hmm. people's Patreons. Me too. And um a lot of podcasts, black podcasts of Patreons I'll support. Sometimes I can listen to them, sometimes I can't, sometimes, you know, but the thing is like uh one of one of my favorite ones is T with Queen and J. And when they started their Patreon, they was like, You don't get nothing. This is just if you wanna like support us. Tell the truth. Right. And and I love them for that because it was cause that's real. You know what I mean? And yes. and at the same time, they still end up putting out shows like once a month or something like that. Even when they don't put out a main show, they'll still put out but they don't have to do shit. But the point is Mm-mm. that was so refreshing. They told you up front. Yeah, it's so refreshing because I think a lot of times people offer shit double down over promise under deliver and it just turns people against you but even worse is just the rip off artists which is you know like which is a different category but yeah especially when you get ripped off by trying to support somebody like support a independent business person and then they'd be like aha three thousand dollars if you want your mama's ashes back <laughs> like damn you evil yes yes and, and it's very frustrating because there are a lot of legit businesses out there going I would have loved that business and I would have treated them right. And y'all literally are fucking it up for people like me. So when I pop in their feed, they'll scroll past that shit because you have burnt them. Yeah. Um, only four in 100 would be sperm donors make the cut. Uh, disease, unhealthy living and low grade semen get many people disqualified. Now, of course, most men probably seem pretty uh i'm sure are pretty confident about their sperm <laughs> and uh mm-hmm, that just falls in line said, they get they, they get to looking at that sperm and they be like mm, don't don't move too good and mm, something wrong with it <laughs> you be like yeah and that just falls in line with men in general we're very overconfident and yes considering 96 percent of tests and they be like mm, buddy these kickers ain't strong enough 96 percent of of men would not be able to donate sperm uh there's no way if you did a poll of men <laughs> that 96 percent of them would be like nah of course not you know mm-hmm. um, and that's why that's why uh when people have issues conceiving and stuff like that uh uh it could be the woman or it could be the man like if you're in a straight relationship but sometimes with the when if it's the man sometimes they're in denial not all the time sometimes they're in flat denial about it and, and it's hard for them to accept that i might be the problem not I, but you know, my body might be the the issue that's letting me letting uh, us down. Over half the men who applied to be donors at Cryos in U.S. and Denmark withdrew from the program before their samples were released for use. Another 17.4% were rejected due to health issues, including those carrying genetic disease or with an untreatable infection. Another 11.7% failed a screening questionnaire about their lifestyle. How do you fail a questionnaire about your lifestyle? While eleven point two percent were rejected due to poor sperm quality. Oh, they I guess they ask they probably ask about drug use and alcohol use. Um you know, what I mean they might ask about, you know, sexual history and things like do, that. Oh, okay. And then because they answered yes or no to to the wrong thing. Um, right. And so they okay. they'd be like, Well, we're just gonna go ahead and we're just gonna eliminate you because odds are if I guess if you answer them a certain way, odds uh, are we're probably going to get a, a a lower quality, you know. Mm-hmm. And they probably ask, "Do you smoke?" That's probably one of the big ones too, because that that affects 
uh, sperm count and things like that too. So, you know, it's one of those things where they're probably taking all these different things. Probably if you have a certain type of diseases, you might have, uh, 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 and they don't have to be sexual diseases, but you know, have you probably have you had a heart attack? Have you yeah. had a stroke? Do you have six? Mm-hmm. So you answer a certain way. They probably was like, nah. Um, so yeah, but I guess that also means that if you get in some sperm, I mean, there's only a handful of dudes that could be the possible people that's giving you the, that you're getting the sperm for, from, it's not a, it's not a wide breadth of, uh, potential clients, it seems. Well, well, that, and well, that means it's, 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 it's a lot of underqualified, uh, uh, sperms out there getting people pregnant because they show getting pregnant by the, not by this 90 something percent. Oh yeah. Nick Cunning got lupus and I mean, his sperm worked fine. So kicking strong. Uh, well, as I think also once you bring in legal liability and shit into it, the the, the standards standards have to yeah, because <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you just wanted any sperm, I mean, you can walk on any corner of any street and find some man willing to part with his semen. It's not like the yes. most difficult. You can go to any glory hole in the side of a <laughs> side of a circle K. The sperm to your heart's desire. Yeah, it's not like the sperm market is very, you know, the quality <laughs> sperm, the quality sperm market is is a very like high, but then like just the regular sperm market is at an all-time low. <laughs> Come on, come on. You gonna get the sperm. Sometimes whether you want it or not. Yeah, we got a definite sperm surplus out here in the world. Come on. Uh, the U.S. is considering banning gas stoves over concerns that it cause health and breathing problems. As a new study finds that one in eight childhood asthma cases are linked to the hidden hazard. Um, the U.S. Consumer Produ- Product Safety Commission announced on Monday it plans to take action to address the pollution emitted by gas stoves, which has been linked to higher causes, cases of asthma. Uh, they said any option is on the table. Products that can be made safe can uh, that can't be made safe can be banned. The agency could also elect to set standards on emissions for gas stoves. Okay, so how are you gonna do this? Because there are some people I've never had a gas stove, but there are some people that actually really love their gas stoves. Oh well, then I guess nothing can be done. Their kids can get asthma. Fuck them. All right, thanks. No, no, no. I'm I'm not saying. Now let's move on to eating plastic. I'm not saying that <laughs> at all. So, you, you know, I'm going to say, like, what are the standards? Like, uh, you know, what, what, and if I already got a gas stove, do, now do I got to replace that bitch? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. They say all the options are on the table. Uh, they're expected to open a public. For it? Y'all better send, y'all better send me some shit. I just got a brand new gas stove. Somebody got to replace that bitch. No, you, you will pay for it then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The announcement comes on the heels of a new study that found that roughly one in eight cases of childhood asthma in the U.S. are the result of air pollution given off by gas stoves. This puts emissions from gas cooking at the same asthma risk level as breathing in secondhand smoke. Asthma affects roughly six million U.S. children each year and nearly 13 percent of them get it from breathing the myriad of toxins from a gas stove that it belches out every day. Uh, Findings from the team at the Rocky Mountain Institute in Colorado uh, suggest that the rough, roughly 35% of American homes that use gas stoves should mitigate the spread of toxins like nitrogen dioxide and benzene by switching to an electric induction stove. I just wait. I just feel like 
we're 10 20 years away from the next study being like electric stoves are giving people cancer you know <laughs> like, <laughs> like electric stoves are electrifying people like whatever you whatever you switch to is just gonna be like oh yeah we was trying to figure out how people was getting diabetes it was the electricity in the stoves but uh it's okay we gonna just switch everybody over to charcoal you know <laughs> Uh, but and for, yeah, and for some people, they actually build a houses like that. You know, mm-hmm. like people going like, I bought the house like this. Oh, people love a gas stove. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is just what the article said, Karen. Okay, I'm sorry to, to be the bearer of bad news, but no, no I'm just trying to help the babies out here. That y'all babies might got asthma. You might be like, how they got it? And it might be the gas stove. I don't know. It, yeah, it might be the gas stove. Speaking of cooking. A TikTok chef is getting called out for his past comments about black women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said it. I went there, Karen. He is talking about. Oh, you went there? He is talking about black women, Karen. We're just fucking with them people because they black. We're just fucking with them people because they black. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. Hey, 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 For many, having a video of something you made go viral can turn into a real boon and get more people to discover what you do. But as one TikTok chef discovered, it also led to several people resurfacing years old tweets and comments, many of which include insults against black women. Oh, no. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And a video viewed more than 2.1 million times on Twitter. Wayman Wesley, a human, a Houston-based chef who describes himself as being passionate about food, science, modernist technique, and comfort food, filmed himself making oxtail pasta. The video originated. Oh, that's on- that dude that I've been seeing going up and down my timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, I haven't even oxtail pasta. I haven't even seen this video, so this is my first time watching. Hey, what's up, guys? I blew the rent money on oxtails, so let's make a pasta with caramelized shallots and chanterelle mushrooms. So after money? you sell your kidney to get the oxtails, you want to season them with salt and pepper. They always had to speed the videos up so that they preheat uh, the still pan and then cook them in beef stock along with some shallots until they fall off the bone tender. Next, let's move. Mm, that shit is fall off the bone tender. You see how it fell off that bone though? Mm-hmm. Oh man. On to making the scallion laminated pasta. We're gonna make two layers. And he making the pa- making a pa- he's making a pasta by by scrap from scratch. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put some lightly floured scallions, laminate the two sides together, and cut them into sheets. A proper pappardelle should only be three fourths of an inch. I don't know up why. To one inch max. I don't know why it's freezing a little bit. What were you saying, Ken? Did he go to school or something? Did he go to school to be a chef? I don't know. I don't know. You know, oh, okay. that's the, mean, that's the thing about TikTok, right? We just literally talked about it. I don't right. know. Uh, okay. Could have, could just be, you know, got in the kitchen and got to work. Maximum. I think oh, yeah, it's just a bit too wide. Different, just the way he was talking, I was wondering. Oh, I know. No, we're, we're on the same page. Uh, let me get back to this. I like to be classically qualified as Papardelle, but it's my house, my rules. Next, we're going to caramelize some shallots over the stove. In- 
That's a lot of shallots. Um, all right, I don't know why it's taking so long to freeze between every fucking into the oven until they're nice and jammy. We're gonna blend till smooth. Now for the final piece of the dish, we're gonna saute some. Ch How do I make this smaller? Oh, okay, there we go. Um, but yeah, so that's the the video basically, and I guess it went super viral, and everybody was like, oh. Okay, this is cute. Okay. And I guess yeah, on TikTok, I've seen him in oxtails. That's all I seen. And I guess on TikTok, it since it's different than Twitter, it's like you can yeah. you can kind of like blow up. You show your face. Um, you can have a different brand. You can literally be like, I'm not gonna say any of the shit I used to say on Twitter over here. Mm -hmm. But once it went to twitter because that's where everything goes from tiktok if it gets popular people screenshot it whatever yeah, you know a little bit to twitter right that's how i find out about tiktok mm -hmm. everything's happening over there mm -hmm. and so then um people said wait i know that dude he used to be on twitter all the time as like way mode of god and he used to talk shit about black women and particularly dark-skinned black women oh no yeah uh he had a different username and he did reply to um like i guess clear it up or whatever i, I don't know if you want to say that but um because he posted the video on twitter as well and people was like um you know have you addressed any of this stuff and he said I accepted accountability for the 2015 tweets and several reply tweets to individuals who added me. Uh, he also put out like a, uh, I guess you call it a statement, but it was like a tweet that says to those I've heard with my past tweets that have been, that have resurfaced. I'm deeply sorry. That was a moment in my life where I was sick in more ways than one cook and save me. You have watched a flawed man heal. I will continue to heal and learn. Thanks for being along for the journey. Um, and they were bringing up stuff like he was so bad with some of the shit that he was saying. Um, his own mom, who had Twitter at the time, had issued like a thing to say, like, we did not raise him like this. I think he's trolling. I don't know why he's doing this. Also, he has two parents. And so don't just blame me. But this is the opposite of what we taught him. Um, so it was so bad that she had to say something is what I'm, is my point. Um he says stuff like, if Black Lives Matter to Sandra Bland, she wouldn't have taken her own life. Nigga. And another, he commented on one photo, shaking my head, the dark one messed up the pic. In response to a dark-skinned black woman posing in a photo with another woman. Um, and then one of his followers replied, cropping her out the photo. And um, he, I, I think he said better or some shit like that. I can't remember the exact words of that one. Sorry to misquote him. Uh, in another old tweet, Wesley posted a photo of a light-skinned woman using it to fat shame and insult anyone with a darker skin tone. This is the perfect size woman, the skin tone. She's healthy. Anything bigger, darker than this is garbage. Uh, another old tweet described one dark-skinned black woman as being too black, while another compared two different hairstyles, one with straight hair, the other a black woman with long waves, as real beauty versus weaves and lies um as people posted these old tweets calling him out for his massage noir they noted just how harmful his comments were and they harassed and the harassment they faced others called him out for attempting to rebrand himself um uh, i mean you've been around long enough we've seen tons of rebranding Ooh, we've seen a lot of people 
the, the rebrand. We've seen people every year or every few years. You look and they account is zero, and they will start that shit afresh. Yeah. While he addressed some of the commenters and replies, he eventually posted a bigger apology, uh, which I read earlier. For some, his apology didn't cut it. They pointed out the very different ways he handled the controversy. Yeah, it, one thing that was interesting is because I think once the hate is on you, once the group of people are on your ass, it's literally nothing you can do right if we're mm-hmm. being fair, if we're going to be fair. And a lot of this stuff turns from justice, quote unquote, accountability into essentially a level of bullying and a level of like yeah. com- a level of like community and, and getting off on it. Like I need my followers to see what I said to you so that it can be like, you know, whatever. Platforms the time strike what iron's hot. Yeah, and so in a couple cases, like they doxed him and and, and where he works uh, now, which I thought was interesting because this is one of the things they got mad about Elon Musk. You need to stop all this. But I've always said it don't matter who the group is. When mm-hmm. they do it, it's right. When anybody does it to them, it's wrong. Correct. It's one of the, I, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's one of the reasons that you'll never be able to get firm policy on stuff like doxing and shit because people feel like when i'm doing it i'm justified and then they refuse to to see that when the assholes do it they think they're justified too and you're the asshole to them and they got mad that he turned off the comments on his social media because they was like if you really wanted accountability you you open up the replies it's like but you know y'all aren't gonna go in there and be and be like let's talk about this Y'all are just going to call in there and talk shit about him and talk shit about yes, his family We're not, not going to have shit. a conversation. You're not being rational. Yeah, You're not you, being want, you want to harass him. Correct. That's why you want to you wanna get him fired and all that stuff. Like, Because his job is not him being a chef. It has nothing to do with it. I forget what it was. But, you know, you, just, you want revenge. Like, <laughs> you don't like him and you want revenge. It's not necessarily a justice or or... A, equality situation is like i don't like this nigga i hope bad things happen to him and i want to make them happen um mm-hmm. whether he's rebranded or not whether it's genuine or not it's just been long enough without it being addressed and here's his chance to try to like uh here's a chance where they can finally take something from him because of the way he made people feel he made people feel like shit and he reveled in it yeah yeah, yeah and, th- and that's the thing, particularly back in the day with the internet, it was literally the wild, wild west. There was kind of no rules, no regulations. Um, there still isn't, but it's, it's, it's different than it used to be. You know, now it's brands, it's money, it's things tied up to it, it's social capital and all these other things where those things weren't around at before. So for a lot of people, they said these things and not just funny when you got 30,000, 40,000, 100, 200, 300, 500,000 tweets, no way in the world you can keep track of everything that you posted since you started. Well, I think I think this is a little different than that. I think he made a he made a brand during that time on Twitter of shitting on black women okay and trolling right in right in the, and he addressed it because he quote-unquote had to now not not, not because yeah, this was his content uh, uh, this right. was his content this was his brand and now he's turned it over to something else now look maybe he did grow 
and maybe he doesn't believe those things or maybe he really had some sort of psychological issues or some bullshit and 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 that's why he was doing it and we didn't get to see the other part where he addressed it or had therapy or whatever the fuck and a lot of times that stuff happens privately and i you know i'm not of the belief that someone owes you a public telling of all the shit that they went through Mm -hmm. like if if you if you if you fucked up in public but chose privately to 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 do whatever it is that's that's on you that being said Mm -hmm. the people who are hurt by that shit they don't owe you anything like Mm -hmm. it's not a courtroom they don't have to be fair to you right they don't have to forgive and while many of these people are some kind of like hypocrite of course for being so you know we we got to give rapists and murderers a second chance but a motherfucker that was tweeting some bullshit for years uh he 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 can never redeem himself he can never change he can never he shouldn't be allowed to work in any capacity blah 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 i i get it but you know just admit that you know that shit is against the shit you normally be talking about but um Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think it's reasonable and rational to not to to still be mad at this dude and 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 be talking shit to him and hoping that he don't succeed you know like i I don't find it to be like wow y'all need to leave him alone i think the the main i was talking to bossy about this the main thing for me is this um i understand i have a lot of empathy and i'm you know i'm empathic and i can feel sorry for people even as they receive the consequences of their actions that they should have known yeah me too and so i have that in me but one of the ways i've been able to conserve my peace of mind and my energy is by going yeah let me shut up set up this boundary because when you get what's coming to you i'm not gonna let my empathy for the fact that oh something bad is happening to a person make me forget that you was out here basically kicking a hornet's nest and so he probably thought this could never happen to him because even the group he was picking on was not that powerful of a group, quote unquote. You know, mm-hmm. he's picking on dark skinned black women thinking that a is funny and people were probably participating in it and joining in and being thinking it was funny. I just, they were. and I don't necessarily think I'm like a great, like, Oh, I'm such a great person. This just never was a thing for me. You know, it's like whenever they have like a prominent black man who's like his his love of black women and his he's oh oh he just got this thing and then someone always brings up like how he talked bad about Serena Williams or something like that and it's always like damn you was out here talking bad about Serena Williams and it's a lot of dudes that did I don't know what it is I don't know if it's some rite of passage shit I don't know if they just thought it was funny if they were bonding over the shared misogyny and misogyny noir. Whatever it was, or just some loser ass, like I couldn't get with y'all shit, or just something, and just, but they thought it was good content. They mm-hmm. thought it was funny, and honestly, if they get roasted or they lose out, that's just too fucking bad, dog. I'm sorry, but you fucking want you courted this, and you just thought it couldn't come back to haunt you. And a lot of times they don't address these things until they do lose some shit. And I'm not right. saying I'm not saying he has to, 
but isn't you know i can that's one of the reasons you don't see people being like guys he's changed we don't know that he's changed anything mm-hmm. he just this could just be the new brand which is cooking mm-hmm. so i don't know until something happens and only time will tell the truth with things like that yeah so what do you think uh zero to 100 i guess I give it two scores. I'll give it I give it a hundred just for the fact that you were probably a full-fledged adult at the time and you thought the shit was funny, you thought the shit was cool, and it was really lame. You didn't apologize until it was addressed, quote unquote, like make a public apology and all that shit. You basically rebranded and moved on. And me and you have seen this too many times people just morph and morph and morph and morph and go to another crowd or find another group of people that don't know anything about them or their background or their history and just just kind of plant their pole there and do the same shit that they did in these other circles and then they burn that bridge then they just move on to the next group of people so they're consistently moving and the thing about that is uh uh once once you fuck up it's going to trickle down to all the groups and everybody go like yeah i remember yeah this person did that this person did that and uh he addressed it again quote unquote but you know i've seen some people just said double down and fucking and tweet their way through it and act like the complaints don't exist so i'm just fuck with because i've seen this too many times so that's the 100 to zero i don't give a damn about that nigga i'm sorry like i think i think for me is i'm not that fucked with um and on like because like like you said i i wasn't really fucking with him and i honestly don't don't even remember this dude from back in the day on twitter uh because i just don't play it with that foolishness i block those people right. i'd move on someone was bringing up old tweets from screenshots from some other dude i'm like i've i've blocked that dude some, since like 2010 i wouldn't know what he's saying and would never want to know um right. that being said i do think it's reasonable to be fucked with um i think a lot of people they wouldn't admit it but they clearly were fucked with and when he was doing that shit back in the day and this mm-hmm. is finally their chance to to make him pay, and um, that's why he's getting fried right now. And right, I think, I think he's probably a bad person. You know, like, cause to me, I don't think you do what he did unless you got something bad inside of you, and it was so vile. The things I was reading him say, like, it was so vile. I was like. I, honestly dog it's gonna be a lot of people that can't look past that because you you were waking up gleefully doing this and hoping to get the dopamine hit and the um that's, that's what it is that addiction yeah. man that's that's what but it's the thing but the things that, you're right? willing to do for the dopamine it says something about Across you Across all the lines yep you know so i don't know man i don't i mean he look he could be the change person that people want him to be but i think a lot of times people prey on that and like my intuition at this point is very much not about that shit you know this is why i'm not a prison abolitionist i'm not a you know i'm not i'm not an abolished type of person because i'm very much like no some people are foul and they just really shouldn't be given a chance to keep fucking hurting people um and i'm not saying this dude's a criminal or he needs it but but the fact that people are like i don't want to see him on my fucking tiktok without him addressing these things 
and he'll probably go on to be fine but i know he lost a sponsor today um for his videos um so maybe he'll lose out on some things but this is the consequence these are the actions you took and you're paying the consequences for your actions and that's not a bad thing that is life um is it foul that they're piling on you yes it's also foul that yeah. you piled on them for years and just weren't gonna address it and just move the fuck on yeah. i'm sorry okay and i guarantee you when he did this people was like hey dog like something i'm guarantee you people told him back then he didn't care you yeah. know um because a lot of times when oh they did moment, his own mom his own mom like he didn't care because yeah, the yeah. the dopamine and the attention or whatever it was he was getting or just the hatred he harbors for black women whatever it was right. it was too strong for him to just go this is foul and i saw those type of dudes and saw that type of content for years online and i've always too. thought that shit was so fucking corny I, and I always thought it was weird. And like you said, over the years, I have blocked, I have muted, I have kind of stumped so I can get them. And a lot of times, not trying to be funny, they the most, some of them are the most fucking popular people in black Twitter. Like yeah. it took a long time to get some of them niggas just out of my timeline. Like mm -hmm. I would mute and block and well, well, I, they would just find a way back in my timeline. I'd be like, I don't want to see them. Because a lot of content is reacting to them. Right. So they they like that's the thing it's a symbiotic relationship is and they finally got the upper hand on him, but yeah I I don't know man I don't feel conflicted about that shit at all I'm I I don't care as far as I just was not I, I like he never got me to be like but that chef way like he, I never was into that part so there's no betrayal for me but also right. like I but because of the shit I saw him saying in the in the I'm like that shit was so vile. I don't think there's a a a way to just be like, oh no, nah, that he's he's different now. Like what? What does that mean? Um, Karen's diner employee goes too far after touching customers' food. There's a diner that called Karen's. There's a diner called Karen's, and it's also it's actually like Australian and stuff. It's like I don't. I think they may have one location in America but it's not um it's not uh an american-based company um but it is based off of you know the black twitter karens like it's you number know, white women work there the fuck is this uh i think so i think i think that i mean at least that's what it looked like according to the um video i saw like she had the karen haircut this is a picture of her if y'all can see that um oops can y'all see that so that's the woman who did it and so she looks like a karen with the is, haircut is this part of the thing like we just be rude to you is that part of the attraction it seems like it is like it's like i know they used to have like a i don't remember the name of it but some restaurant chain like assholes or something you go in and the waiters are kind of spicy and rude but you know like that's the, that's the that's what you're paying for so i guess that's what this is supposed to be um here's diner Now the customers look like they laughed at it. Okay, so so this look like is one of the things where this is what you're expecting. You know, like you come in here for kind of for the rudeness, like this is what they've quote unquote been known to do. Mm -hmm. 
type of thing. Yeah, like somebody said, like a dinner and a show type of thing. It promised the, oh. the locations in Australia, New Zealand, and then the UK promised great burgers and rude service. Okay, that that makes sense. Which sees okay, the, I wouldn't go nowhere like that, but that's just me. Which sees the staff say whatever they want to customers with hilarious results. Uh, <laughs> it would be funny. I guess they don't have any in America, but I feel like we're the real Karens, and it would be funny if it was like calling the police on black people. <laughs> like they go over to your table, and they don't take your order. They just be like, "Uh, there are some people here that are making me very afraid to do my job." <laughs> uh, but yes, and they talk loud enough for you to hear. Therefore, blacks. Yeah, over here in the corner. <laughs> And then people said it was unsanitary and, you know, I was fun with the second you touch my food is over, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, so then, you know, like people are now mad about that part of it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, what do you think? What about about the restaurant? Well, yeah. What are you fucked with? I mean, I, I guess for me the the fucking with black people part of it the only part of it that that does fuck with me is karen feels like a black twitter thing and i wonder who owns this restaurant that has no locations in the u.s and is making money off of black twitter's uh ip basically <laughs> but but so that fucks with me a little bit but what do you think about just the the situation uh with the restaurant and uh this waiter wait waitress as wild as it may sound, the people knew what they were paying for. Like, you know, it's it, it put it like this it's you come here and you get rude service. Right. You know, and so it's like for me, like, okay, I guess, you know, but like I said, I would never go there. I don't want rude service. You make me mad, me right. personally. You know, I'm like, no, what mm -hmm. you ain't gonna do is talk to me crazy. I'm paying money. Bitch, you get better talk to me like you got some sense. Yeah, you know what's funny is like I think if I could I could definitely go to a restaurant like this. I, I don't think I would be I wouldn't be worried about that. Honestly and I and maybe I'm too lax, but honestly I would laugh. It would be so hilarious if she put the middle fingers up and ate one of my onion rings. I, I would laugh at it. It really would not like the 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 monolithic black twitter reaction of like and then i would kill her for not you know i really would have been like eh, whatever it's funny to me um so i don't think it would bother me in the way that it bothers everybody else and because she didn't like stick her hands all up into food she just like grabbed one onion ring you don't see her touch anything else um and even the part she dips is not the part she touched i, I would have been fine i I honestly would not have, I would have laughed at it and been like, that's what I get for going here. Yeah. And it's one of those things to where, um, if I go, if I go in knowing that that's different, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if you Well, I, I just can't imagine. I mean, let's just not create a scenario where you walk in and you have no idea they're going to be rude because of course, then everyone would be 100% fuck with all the time. So let's right. say we knew that this restaurant had was Karen's and, that this was their thing you know how how fucked with would it be for you i wouldn't be fucked with then no okay. yeah i don't think not, i would not, be not, not not going in knowing that the whole purpose like the whole shtick was to be rude yeah i don't i and like it's i think the restaurant concept is dangerous because 
Me too. People have such varying taste on what when you say we're promising to basically be a sassily offensive, people have such varying fucking taste on what that means. And so, yeah, that that table didn't seem actually to be mad about it. But the people online, of course, are the same people that, you know, would kill anyone that touched their hair, even if they was at work, you know. So you can't really look at their performative blackness. (laughs) Stabbed it with a stapler. Yeah, you can't can't look at their performative blackness as any level of litmus test because Mm -hmm. they, a lot of times, they just be faking for social media. Like, if it was me, I would have, you know, it's like you would have either laughed or got up and left, but you wouldn't have did shit. I'd be suing. They be calling the restaurant whatever my name is, like whatever. Um, But yeah, I I think the weirdest thing to me is just that there's a restaurant called Karen's that it's not Black American owned, so it just feels like, damn, (laughs) y'all just sharked that from Black Twitter. (laughs) Y'all didn't give a fuck. It was like they was like it was like Black Twitter TM didn't 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 trademark it, so we was ours. Australia, New Zealand, do y'all even have like? Karen's like the what we what went viral. The viral Karens all came from here. The the like y'all. Some of them don't even have enough black I mean, and brown people for them to have. You got the Karens over there, baby. He's not in the chat right now. Um, but yeah, the like they don't even have the viral videos because some of them don't even have like that enough black people to have a Karen go Karen on on some black people and go viral. Right. Like I don't know, dog. It's kind of kind of weird but uh so it's like 25 fucked with for just they shark black twitter but uh the video didn't bother me and Mm-mm. and i'm not even gonna pretend to be the performative blackness that that these niggas have online uh all right we'll do one more of these okay um let me see uh i don't know how to pronounce this uh so i hope i'm saying it right but it looks like Mael Organics, or maybe it's Miel Organics, founder Monique Rodriguez speaks out following recent controversy over rosemary mint oil. I can personally guarantee you that we are not making any ingredient changes. So uh, her company makes natural hair products. Okay. And last month, TikToker, TikToker Alex Earl shared a now viral video claiming that the male organics rosemary mint scalp and hair strengthening oil has grown her hair tremendously. I've only been using this for a little over a month and I've already seen tremendous hair growth. The product created for the textured hair community has now become very popular amongst white women and now the oil has become more difficult to find. Since then, a handful of black creators have expressed their frustrations on TikTok about how Earl's video enticed white people to sell out a product that was not created for them. What made you think you that what made you think that walking through an ethnic hair care aisle to buy a twenty dollar oil that was not made for you was going to work? The product doesn't work for you, but you keep selling the oil out so that the people who actually need it can't get the oil. A TikToker named Akita.io said. Other users have urged white people not to purchase the item with fears that mail may change the ingredients due to the surge. Nevertheless, Rodriguez, the owner of the of the uh, brand, said, yeah, I'm not changing the formula. There have been a few recent comments posted on this topic, but I can personally guarantee you that we are not making any ingredient changes. I also wanted to come here first to assure you directly that we have no plans to change the formula for rosemary, mint or or any of our products. Um so yeah that's the main story 
Mm. And oh, it's it's um uh melee. Is 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 melee? Is okay, thank you. Mael, Mael is out. Mael, not, not melee. Mael, um, is it the one? Do you have a picture of the bottle? A picture of the bottle. Um, I know that might sound crazy, but just so I can see the brand. Uh, I'll see if I can find something. Um, it looks like she got an Instagram. Maybe it's on that. Just give me a second. Um, uh, I guess this is her IG. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, 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 I've uh, uh, heard of that brand. Yeah, okay. that brand is very, very popular in the uh, uh, natural community. A lot of people love that particular type of brand. It's, if I'm not mistaken, it's known to be like really light and smells good. Um, so a lot of people uh, like their stuff. And also, I think that being black in America, niggas fear when white people and crowd and you know kind of come into their space mm -hmm. because when they come into your space all of a sudden hey, the price of everything the price of the brick goes up when they come into the room when you're like well goddamn now y'all gonna hike up the prices and shit because they coming in here with all this money and resources and shit when we've been supporting it and and, and buying it you know buying it at cost but it's one of those things where it go like like for a lot of black people they're frustrating now because they go now I can't buy the product that I need because y'all bought y'all asses over here. A lot of, a lot of, I understand the frustration. Like, keep using the bullshit y'all using. Do nobody ask y'all to come over here, you know, type of thing. So I understand the, the, the frustration and the irritation. Like I said, particularly being in America, and it's one of the first things where your fear is like, okay, now you're gonna fuck around and change my product to kind of make it where it's more accommodating for their hair. So now. I found something that finally works for my 4C hair, and now I got to to deal with the shit drying my hair out, breaking my edges, and all this shit because you quote unquote modified it for Becky's hair, you know. So I understand the frustration because it's a, it has happened before. So that's the fear, and that's why everybody's coming out the woodwork going, "Lord, now we got to deal with this. Why? Why you bring your ass over here?" So now they're going, "Now we got this." So you know, as the person that's making it, I would you know come out and be like. Calm down. Like it's the anxiety. That's what a lot of a lot of this room is comes from the anxiety. Calm down. You're not changing shit. We're keeping it the same. You know, uh, yeah, they buying the product. That means I just have to make more. Like it, it's it's enough product for everybody, guys. Yeah, it's insecurity. I think it's kind of like when we got our Spotify deal and there were a few people that emailed us like, oh, what are they gonna make y'all change the show? Y'all gonna have to start saying things differently and all this shit. And I was like, Hey, why the fuck do you think we would do that? Like, I'm still me, nigga. I'm not going to do no dumb shit like that. Like, think about it. If Joe Rogan get out there and say whatever the fuck he want to say, why, why would I not be able to say what I want to say? Well, I got to modify. I'm not scared, you know? Um, but also, I do feel conflicted about this because if the hair product works for some white people, and that opens up a lucrative market for this black woman's business. Right. What the fuck is she supposed to do? And then. Right. Uh, and everybody better get that bag, get that bag. And then, okay, you get the bag. And now it's, oh, we, we don't know about you getting the bag now, sis. You're like, what? Do you want me to get the bag or not? Right. And then, you know, some of that stuff. So I was talking to Bossy about this and she probably could articulate this better than I can. But she was talking about how one of the things she 
feels a bit off put by with black TikTok is how often they frame themselves as the victims of something in order to like like they they don't find any power in blackness it's all a burden it's all the downside it's all the negativity it's all and and especially when you're making content like tiktok uh it, a lot of the, the the tiktok content that works and goes viral is let me explain some oppression let me explain how hard my life is let me talk about this macro issue and it's like where's the fucking joy you know where's the resilience where's the that kind of stuff and why do you take things in the most negative light i remember that we played that clip of the black woman that got mad at drew barrymore for frolicking uh you know and and but that's that's the kind of content that people make over there and so her whole point was like you know this shit is actually kind of wild that they assumed the formula is changing I won't be able to buy it anymore. Uh, it's on. It's only sold out now because of this woman, and not and white people are buying it as opposed to just more black people got exposed to it. Uh, it was right, our. Right. Some people were saying it was already hard to find. It didn't have nothing to do with this woman. Like it was. Um, it's, 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 it's yeah. So so it. But it was like you you had to hop on an angle to be a victim but i think at the end of the day the biggest person that that got victimized is the woman that owns and runs the thing because y'all assumed the worst of her y'all really assumed security started shining yeah under the auspices of black empowerment you assumed that she was gonna sell you out that's really fucked up man you know like have some like have some trust have some faith or at least allow the person to like address it don't just say they're gonna do it hey are you gonna do that no i'm not okay well end of discussion hopefully this influx of money helps you be able to get an influx of extra product that's how business works it takes a second but that's how it works um and and honestly a lot of times they get mad in the beauty influencer um circles because white people that have huge followings normally refuse to highlight black creatives and black uh black right black beauty people and so to see somebody be like i have a big platform and i am going to give a praise to this woman and then people turn on it that's fucking crazy and it's just a weird catch-22 of blackness and it's one of the things that i hate about like the social medialization i know it's not a word of all this shit where it's like how can i turn this into depressing content as opposed to like yo congrats girl you got you're blowing up and i hope you continue to blow up and i hope you know you continue to put out more and more products because this is what you were dreaming of when you made your business you weren't going i want my business to be very small and only make a certain amount of money you probably were like i would love to be wildly successful i would love to be included in the bigger circles i would love for people to, to to big up my products and for people and to help people find the products that help their hair like i'm sure that's what she was thinking she wasn't you know some weird oil tycoon like now to sell out the blacks like i just think all that shit was uncalled for yeah and also it's one of those things where with this insecurity for a lot of people uh, they're not mature so and i've seen people do this not only with this but with other shit i reject you before you reject me Mm. that's not always healthy it's like i'm just gonna go ahead i'm gonna hit eject i'm gonna hit eject i'm gonna hit eject like nope mm -mm, i've been you know it's like Dog, like nothing has happened, and everybody's already going into a hundred percent panic mode. Mm-hmm. And you and you know, it's like, why are y'all accusing the person of doing something that they never said they was gonna do? 
why is everybody acting like it's the end of the world? Yeah. Why, you know, it's like everybody just. And it's just, just and it's just, it's one thing to say, like I see people in the chat saying, well, it's happened before, so people have anxiety. It's one thing to say that, but then you made content and said it was going to happen again. It's just, it's a big difference to me. Like, it's one thing to have anxiety about something. It's another thing to make your anxiety content as if this is d- damning this person. Cause you could have just, you could have just asked. And I'm not talking about y'all personally. Don't come on. Guys. Don't, don't do this. Let's not do this. Come on. I didn't go miss Miss Smart was in her house saying this shit. I'm talking about the people <laughs> that were making the TikToks about her. They were saying that shit. So yeah, it's just, it's just content and it's and it, and a lot of times in order to make the best content you have to be very presumptuous and pres- assuming the worst and going woe is me for a lot of people is how they get the content is you know this is what this black woman is going to do to us and it's like well you could have also just asked her you yeah, could have gave her a second her. to answer you know because she did come out and say like hey I'm not going to do that. And it's, you know, she said, I see the comments and I'm not going to do that. You know, even that, that other woman they got on about the paraben shit where she came out and was like, first of all, our shit, this is what happened. This is why we changed. It has nothing to do with the stuff y'all talking about. And, but I just think, you know, like you said, it's the insecurity of it, but insecurity is an internal thing that people have to deal with on their own it's not it's not right. someone else's it, job to make you not insecure yeah and and online you're rewarded for that like that, that's right. one of the things that you are actually rewarded for yeah insecurities your narcissism your depression like all these things you know these social medias kind of feed into those things you can find like-minded people like this and so you deal with people that like their whole thing and a lot of people are just product junkies. And so you deal with people, their whole thing is the products. What's the new thing? What's the fad? What's this? Yeah. What's that? And something that I've realized, and I kind of talked to your mom about this because I have 4C hair, anything that works on my hair can literally works on anybody's hair, mm-hmm. but it doesn't go vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so because the type of hair I have is very spongy, is very, it's not difficult, but it's like the mixture has to be just right, mm-hmm. which means it has to be very nurturing. It has to be very moisturizing. It can't strip your hair of its natural oils or any of that. Like it has to have certain things in it. So like you said, it could be where some white, like you said, the white person found it. It was like, oh my gosh, y'all like, can you believe this? And my hair is growing. And the other white people's like, girl, for real? And yeah, because a lot Cause, of because stuff... sometimes you can be white and have shit go wrong with your hair. You got alopecia. You right. can have uh, breakage. You can. I mean, hair is hair, and at the end of the day, if some you find a pro- people search their whole lives for products that work for them. A black right. woman happened to make a product that can work for some white people's hair. The end of the story. It's not the end of the world, um, but it, it's just the way people turn the the content on and immediately went to worst case scenario i think that's the part that bothers me um and it always bothers me when like the black person has to come out and address some shit that's very unfounded they have like i gotta address some shit because because y'all assume the worst of me at the end of the day there's no way around that whether just because you're insecure and your insecurity made you assume the worst of me you still assume the worst of me and 
I think I relate to it on that level because it's like as a black creator, you feel like, damn, dog, for real? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I have never done anything or said anything that did that. So why would y'all do me like that, you know? Right, and it, and it can become very frustrating. Like, I, I kind of I I understand both sides. Like I, like I said, I do. I have compassion for the people that feel that way, but it's like you panic before the situation happened yeah you know and you know that's the part that's kind of frustrating from the from, yeah. from the there's white people there's put, white people that shave with bevel i've never been like how dare they i remember when bevel was right. advertising on our podcast and you had to order online they didn't have any physical stores but when mm -hmm. bevel got their like their target deal i wasn't like wow they sold us out i know they putting all kinds of different ingredients in there it's for white people now which is like sad that that people went there um that way and i you know i, I was like and and tristan walker would have to come out and explain like no it was always you know blah 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 like it's just kind of weird that 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 happens yeah. Yeah, and it's <laughs> also one of those things too to where how can i say it it could be very frustrating because it's like but, and it's not a knock against us, but sometimes it's frustrating. It's like for some people, and you know, we're not above this. Sometimes people only support you because it's small and black. Mm -hmm. And the second it quote unquote get too big, whatever their too big is, or the second it gets to where you get you really getting that money, or the second it gets to where white people is infusing their money into it, people just automatically assume that you're just going to give your blackness up and they eject. And I know as a creative person, it's got to be really frustrating because you're looking like niggas, like, do y'all really support me or not? Like, like from there, from, from that perspective, like, do y'all really support me or not? Like y'all claim y'all support me and y'all actually got me the way I am. So, you know, it's not like we actually need each other, but it was like the, the, the public is, and particularly on social media, very fickle because I guarantee you, you talk to most people offline, they don't give a fuck about them white women using that product. As long as they can order it and go buy it from the store, wherever they're going to get it, they fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of this is about content. Right. I mean, because, and now, like I said, that's what Bossy noticed, and that was the thing she was kind of saying, like, turned her off is like how often the black content on TikTok is about being, it's like the woe is me. And, uh, and it's like, where's the joy? Where's the celebration? Where's the fun? You know, where, how is everything turned into this? But anyway, zero to a hundred. I give it two scores. I give it a uh, hundred because I understand people's fear. I understand history. I understand that, but it is not the person who makes the product responsibility to, to, to address and cater and make you feel okay just because something happened mm -hmm. like like and, and and in some situations yes they do need to don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but this is something that would that, that, that nothing they did nothing put like this they did nothing somebody else took their product went online and it blew up the person themselves did nothing you know so 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 i don't think people understand this the person that created the product didn't do a motherfucking thing people are responding like they went online and made a TikTok that said, fuck y'all niggas, I'm getting the bag. Come on, white women. Ah! She didn't do that. Mm -hmm. But that's the way people are responding. So that's where I get the hundred from because people are putting their insecurities on the person that created the product. Like they're the ones that said, fuck y'all. And they never said that. 
and they're addressing it because so many people went into panic mode that you forced them to address it. And even though this person said this, there's still going to be a percentage of people that's going to say she's lying. You're going to stop buying the product because they don't believe people once white people get involved because of hurt or pain and insecure, whatever. And that's something that they need to work through themselves. This has nothing to do with the person that created the product themselves. The person who created the product, I get them a zero. They didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think that's the perfect score. I think on both counts, you said it, you said it best. So, um, but yeah, you know, hey, ain't we lucky we got them? Let's go to guess the race. This time for guess the race. This this is this this time for guess the race. This 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 All right, guess the race time. We go around the globe, find different articles. All right, take a look at your screen, perhaps. Sorry, guess, guess the race of the people involved in uh, today's contestants, Karen, in the chat room. Our first mm-hmm. article is a Miami-Dade man cited after he had his dog coated, coat, after he had his dog's coat dyed to look like Pikachu. Seeing this little that guy, he's yellow? gone viral. Canine controversy. He did go viral this week. After his courtside appearance at a Miami Heat game. Mm. Look familiar? Now his owner, though, is facing a county fine for having the dog's fur colored. Absolutely. Here's NBC6's Alina Machado. The South Florida Pomeranian went viral after showing up courtside at a heat game Monday. It's, it made NBA history because nobody's ever seen a Pikachu dog uh, sitting next to an NBA player uh, before. But it's Pikachu's fur color that is now making headlines. The dog had already gotten the attention of Miami-Dade Animal Services during an inspection at his owner's Doral Puppy Store on December 21st. Pikachu was in the store. Uh, there was a, a staff member holding the dog uh, on her lap. And we obtained a photograph at that time. Kathleen Labrada, assistant director of Miami-Dade Animal Services, says there's a county ordinance saying it is unlawful for any person to possess, sell, or otherwise transfer within the county any dyed or artificially colored rabbit or other animal. So on December 28th, a few days after the initial inspection at World Famous Puppies, the county told Eric Torres, the dog's owner, they would be issuing a citation. No animal should be dyed, regardless of whether there's an ordinance prohibiting that or not. You don't really have any any guarantee or any assurance that the um, the chemicals they're putting onto your pet are safe. Miami-Dade Animal Services says they have issued 16 citations against world-famous puppies since they were licensed in March of last year, with many of those citations stemming from complaints alleging the sale of sick dogs. Eric says he does what he can to keep the dogs healthy and disputes the allegations. Puppies are very delicate. Uh, they do tend to have very low and weak immune systems as they develop. Uh, so it is the nature of the business that dogs do get sick. Pikachu, Eric says, is his family dog and is not for sale. Here it is. It's a dye. You can eat it. 
He tells us he bought a bottle of the dye and maintains it is safe enough for him to eat. He plans to appeal the citation. Because at the end of the day, I had no idea that this ordinance even existed. He also says he is staying outside of Miami-Dade County for now. You're not allowed to have possession of it, so it's been kind of freaking me out. Miami-Dade Animal Services tells me at this time they have no plans to remove the dog from Eric. The citation, by the way, carries a fine of about $200. Alina Machado, NBC6 News. All right, Karen. Guess the race of uh, the uh, this man with his dog. Oh, white. Karen's Ash one. White. Ash. <laughs> he want to be the very best. Mm -hmm. Like no one ever was. Gotta get your on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let me check the chat room and see what they believe his race is. Uh, let's see. Um, ooh, da, da, da. gotta spray them all white. Bolsonaro ah! supporter, colorful Caucasian, eating dive red mouth, but lily white. Only white folks would take the time to do that shit. Latino Cuban B, January 6th, white, white passing Latino, white, white. The correct answer is Latino. So, Karen, you missed it. And uh, some people did get it correct. Let me play the sound for that. And then let me share my screen because it's a video and not his picture. So I had to go to where they talked to him on the video. Um, but yeah, he was that's that's uh, that's him right there. Um, damn, why can't I pause it and show y'all at the same time? I guess I had to play it. Okay. Um, but that's him right there. And he has a colorful beard and glasses too. He does look like a Pokemon trainer. He does. I mean, he look like he might be Team Rocket though. I don't think he's down with Ash Camp. He rocking back again. Yeah, I don't know if he's down with them catch-ems, but uh, all right, let's go. And, mm -hmm. and and the thing is, I didn't even know that was an ordinance. I, didn't, I people, I see dogs colored all the time on TikTok and and Instagram. And I Facebook. honestly did not know it was against the law, but I also don't own any pets, so yeah, you know, maybe that explains pets. a lot to everybody, <laughs> but. <laughs> uh damn i did you know that would have been some shit i would have went to jail for because i would have been out here like wait what you can go to jail for this right I'm like yeah you can go to jail for this like i don't uh i don't want to go to jail um mm -hmm. all right let's go to the the next one uh drunk fan uh breaks into uh the brewer stadium riding around in a tractor carving a dong on the field uh, before stealing items from the clubhouse. <gasps> That's baseball, right? Yeah. A young Milwaukee man has been charged with a felony burglary after admitting to stealing items from the Brewers Clubhouse at American Family Field. 25-year-old Justin Blodorn attended a Brewers doubleheader against the San Francisco Giants where he admitted to drinking 10 beers and passing out in the stadium. Is this in Milwaukee? I'm assuming it's Milwaukee yes. Brewers. Yes, okay. Milwaukee Brewers, yep. Here's my thing. How do you know, um, how do you afford 10 stadium beers? Them bitches like 
Double twenty dollars a pop. God damn. <laughs> Ten stadium Ten beers. You fucker, you spend a hundred and fifty dollars in beers. Like good not, grief. Not, not including the not including the ten dollar hot dogs you probably ate in the in the, in the fifteen dollar pretzels. Yeah, like man, times uh, you do must balling. Yeah, like you must be doing well for yourself. I know you easily dropped two fifty at that game just in food and beers, dog. Them big ass stadium beer, dog. Ooh, them bitches is expensive. They do not play with that, so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't get all the tax money. Um, but yeah, so he um he said he woke up and. Walked out the door of the stadium, began pulling it. Walked up to the door of the stadium, began pulling on it until it opened. He would then make his way to the clubhouse. He started taking items from the locker room. Uh, he stole a laptop, iPods, headphones, a passport, and a credit card from the team strength coach. He lucky the team strength coach ain't get a hold of his ass. Oh, the, oh, the team strength. Oh, the team strength coach would have gave him a business. He wouldn't even bought his ass on the field. Nigga, <laughs> like team strength coach charges being pressed against him for whipping the fans' ass for yeah. stealing his shit. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the, how that headline was. On the been. people, on the list of people, I don't want to steal from strength coach at the top. But uh, yeah, so he said, um, uh, he jerk. walked in there. He be like, I bench press people like you for breakfast. Right. He gave him the business. <laughs> A jersey and a save, shaving kit were taken from the manager Craig Council's office. A game used had an autographed bat. Mm-hmm. A game used had an autographed bat, a 45 year anniversary 1982 signed bat, a replica World Series ring. The keys to the team's Arizona Spring training facility were taken from an equipment manager's office. Two game jerseys and a bag with baseballs and the pitching devices were taken from the coach's locker room as well, per the complaint. So he was just like the Grinch who stole Christmas, just taking everybody's shit. Right, and then and then he gonna say, "On on the way out, I'm 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 a draw a dick on the field." Why? He also he also got on a tractor and carved his name on the field. Oh, his name. Okay, I thought you said he did. Well, no, he also did put a dick on the field too. Oh, oh, so he did a dick and the calling card. My bad. Mm-hmm. Did he put uh, his phone number down there too? No. Uh, once he was done, he would order an Uber home with all the stolen items. His roommate, his roommate would contact the police to let them know he had stolen the items because his roommate's a snitch and had been texting with him. Right, I would have too. They bust up in here. I'm not going to jail for you. And he also had been texting with his roommates with his roommate while he was in the stadium. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm. I am calling the the police too because. You texting me? I'm yeah. They gonna assume that I'm in on the deal. Mm-mm. If convicted, he faces up to twelve years or six months in prison and a fine of twenty five thousand dollars or both. Guess the race. Why? And shout out to the roommate. You give a fuck about being a snitch? Yes, I'm calling the police on you, nigga. They gonna come looking for this shit. White. You fucking Ubered in your own video walking around the bitch. Don't think they ain't got cameras in there. Mm-mm. That he spent that much money, got that fat far, and baseball, I'm going white. Darkies don't draw dicks, white, bro. Milwaukee's best dong, white. I will not be your accomplice, white. Definitely white. Roommate, my name, Bennett, and I'm not in it. All this white shit. This sounds like some white frat boy shit. The correct answer is he's a white man. Y'all got it right. Shout out to the And that's what he looks like. He's the one um, in the mm-hmm. right here. Um, yes. 
Shout out to the snitch. The roommate was like, oh, the fuck I'm going to jail for you? No. And I believe they do have video footage of it. Um, Because they record everything at these places. Yeah, that's him walking on the field. Um, Just that's him on the tractor. Now, who left the keys in the tractor? I don't know. So somebody might you need know to what? get fired. I'm pretty sure, but it's one of them things where you don't expect anybody to, I mean, to, to actually pull on the door until it pops open. Mm-hmm. I guess. And then he's carving dicks, drunk, uh, on the field, <laughs> just having him a good and, old time. And guess what? He's the same motherfucker that if he was to get injured, he'd have turned around and try to sue them. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying for being drunk and injured in their shit. Yeah, like he he's not supposed to fucking be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the uh to the bonus round. Uh, Karen is uh one and one, so mm-hmm. we don't we don't get the more racist version today. It's time to get the race. It's time to get the race. It's time to guess the race. It's time to guess the race. Four Nashville cops have been fired for having sex on duty with a female officer who was also fired, who hosted a girls gone wild hot tub party with colleagues and their wives where she took off her top and drank heavily. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh that, that's a lot of information. This is the beginning of a, of a porn. What the hell is this? Now we're only guessing the race of the patrol officer, Megan Hall of the Laverne Police Department. Uh, she's at the... Just her. Well, she's, we're only guessing her race. Okay. For the purposes of the race. game. Okay? <laughs> just I'm just trying to make it simple for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's at the forefront of an investigation that there was revealed in December that she engaged in a sexual relationship with at least four male officers. Uh, what the time, apparently? I heard a fuck the police, but uh, she took it to the Not next like level. That. They took it. She took it literally. Uh, fellow patrol officer Juan Lugo Perez, Lewis Powell, Detective Seneca Shields, and Sergeant Henry Todd McGowan admitted to the accusations, according to the report, with Shields claiming that he had oral sex with Hall in the department's gym while on duty. Hall. Oh, who, mm-hmm. doing company time, apparently. Taxpayers' money. Hall, who is married is also accused of revealing her breast while at the steamy family Memorial Day boat party with patrol officer Patrick Maglioco, who was suspended. Hmm? I said, not at the boat party? Yeah. Who was suspended and fellow officers David Durham and Eric Stakes. Um, Yeah, she was married, so I guess it's more like cuck the police. Uh, I don't know. She might have been in open marriage. You never know. You never know. Uh, Maglioco said that Stats himself and Durham and Hall were in the hot tub when her top came off before the two went off to have sex in the bathroom. Uh, K-9 officer Larry Holliday and the patrol officer Gavin Showborough were also suspended in charge of sexual harassment after exchanging sexual images with Hall. This whole department is off the hook. Ah! <laughs> Everybody need to suspend it. Everybody need to lose their jobs. What the fuck the, is this? Right. The police vehicle was the bang bus. <laughs> right. You're, you're, you're showing your breasts at the boat party? What is this? Uh, the hot tub party, also attended by several of the male officers' wives, 
was hosted at Stats Boat where Maglioco had been seen pouring vodka down Hall's throats moments before she took off her top. The report read, reads that Hall came top, Hall's top came off and Stats helped put it back on because he was trying to protect her. Mm-hmm. Hall then pulled Maglioco into the restroom and asked if he wanted to fuck and then later gave him oral sex when they got off the boat. Hall was open about her relationships with the other officers and once bragged the Maglioco about Officer Powell's dick after performing oral sex on him while on duty. Yeah, and uh, people talking about TJ and them, and it's okay. Everybody grown. You can you can just no no. This is why companies are like fuck this. We don't right. want these problems. People are fucking messy, and everybody think it's good until somebody does some bullshit like this at the company function, and then all hell breaks loose. Powell, uh, who is married, initially denied having a sexual relationship with Hall several times and claimed that everybody knows she has multiple partners, but then later he confessed. Mm-mm-mm. Um Maglioco told investigators on December 13th that he and his wife have been in an open relationship with Hall since 2022. He uh, revealed that one day Hall's husband walked in on her and his wife and wasn't on board with the open relationship. Oh, Okay, so it just opened on her side. It wasn't open on his side. That's the biggest swerve. She was open. That's the biggest swerve of the whole. That's the biggest swerve of the whole article is that her husband didn't know. The way she was wilding, I thought, oh, maybe she's in an open relationship. Wrong. Uh, at one party, Hall and Magliocho's wife started kissing, and Hall's husband came in the room and seemed upset. Uh, the report reads Hall appeared to keep her sexual relationships a secret from her husband and asked other officers to borrow money to book hotels. Meanwhile, she was out here like, have you seen Powell's dick? It's so huge. <laughs> like, how secret could this be? Poe, Poe, po, po he walked in. It was like the whole ship, the <laughs> whole ship. It was like, God damn, nobody told me. Shout out to the Morning Jones. The whole precinct. The, the whole precinct <laughs> everybody the taking of Pelham one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, the canine department <laughs> uh, how, the, the CSI department I mean what's happening here Mag, Mag, uh, Maggie Loco now they spelled it wrong it was Maggie Lioco but anyway told investigators that he was concerned for Hall's mental health since she became heavily intoxicated at his house party early December and drove home drunk Hall voiced harmful thoughts and on multiple occasions said she should not be alone what you think she wasn't in like a stable place fucking every nigga in the precinct wow right. uh, Maggie Lioco uh, reported his concerns to the department on December 8th because oh, he really did care Hall told Officer Halliday, who had who was suspended for sending explicit images, that she had bad days. Halliday told investigators that he once invited Hall and other officers to his home to watch football, and there was heavy drinking. Halliday reported that there was talk of a threesome with him, Hall, and Halliday's ex. Uh, Halliday reported nothing happened at the party. The officer admitted to having a sexual relationship with Hall and meeting her in hotel rooms for sex. Their last encounter was in mid-November. Before Hall was officially hired on the force, she had met up with Officer McGowan's house with her husband and another female. At the time, Hall was a candidate and had taken her clothes off along with other, the other female. Hall's husband got upset. So it sounds like her husband wasn't down with any of this shit. How did you get married? 
why did you waste that man's time knowing that you did knowing that you wanted you wanted to wild out why are you like i'm gonna get married but by the way i'm gonna wild out right i'm gonna be and, fucking and in on it like it's different if the person is like i'm cool with this but if the right. person is like i'm not cool with this it's a problem it sounded like he knew she was trying to do this and then he would be like i'm not comfortable with this can you stop and she was like i mean i guess i can stop in front of you uh, but, it don't mean I'm gonna stop. Uh, Hall's uh, husband got quiet during that visit. McGowan admitted to taking out his penis with Hall in the room and taking a photo of it. He sent that photo to Hall. McGowan did not have a sex with Hall, but revealed explicit photos and videos he received from her. Another employee revealed McGowan approached her while on duty and choked her. Uh, he was terminated amid sexual engagement and workplace violence violation uh, allegations. God, what is this fucking precinct? I do not know. They were wilding. And like I said, this is why people had them rules. Be like, don't be fucking your co-workers. Hall initially didn't need to be professional, y'all. <laughs> Hall initially denied having a sexual relationship with all the men except for Holiday, which she insisted was only at his house or in hotels, but she admitted to sending new images to other officers on shift, including Holiday Magliocho and Officer Showgirl. She later backtracked and confessed about Magliocho, but denied being involved with his wife. Magliocho had discussed having a threesome with Magliocho's wife. However, nothing happened on that topic. How also confirmed she had sexual relationships with Lugo Perez and Powell. God damn. Lugo Perez initially did not. All these motherfuckers married too. By the way, you know, these are the people that's supposed to uphold our laws. But um, all these motherfuckers are married too and clearly all lied when they got caught and then had to backtrack because there was so much evidence because they was texting and sending pictures and, and all kinds of shit. All, all on the company taxpayers' cell phones they got. Yeah, you know we paying for all these, all this shit. All <laughs> oh, this rumping. Logo Perez also initially denied the claims. The investigators let him in. He had sex with Hall while at, uh, at the Go Kart USA in Murfreesboro. He also well, damn, not the Go Kart USA. There's <laughs> 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 probably three miles away from this location. Yeah, it sounds like. They were supposed to be on the track running go-karts, but she was in the running them trains. Uh, oh. He also confessed to sending the receiving news and saw images with Hall. Hall confessed to an ongoing relationship with McGowan despite his pushback and denial. Hall confirmed she had sex twice with McGowan, most recently December 4th, at his house in Laverne. I'm surprised nobody got an STD. Hall said that she and McGowan had been close forever, and one time he told her to use me if she ever wanted to have sex. Hall confirms that she and McGowan were sending news back and forth. It's unclear if any of the officers will appeal. Here's what I think happened. I think men are definitely the, the like, have no control. They're the weaker of, of all the species. And she was just offering up pussy, and every person was like, yep, I'm in. Fuck my whole I life, mean, fuck my career, fuck my wife, fuck my children. Down. Like, let me just go ahead and, and, and get get it in while I can. And I think that's exactly what happened. So all right, guess the race of the of the office the woman officer. Um, cause I'm gonna tell you right now, the rest of these motherfuckers might as well be a Benetine ad, okay? Uh <laughs> okay, to protect and swirl, if you know what I'm saying. Uh but, <laughs> but yeah, her, pussy did not discriminate. Megan Hall is her name. White. All right, let's check the chat room. Police precinct, polyamory, party white. Wait, hold up. She loving the crew. White. <laughs> the whole squad, whole clean house. Oh, that's not. Okay. The white lady, this white lady here. Debbie does the police white. 
the Alvis Alvis Gangbang Girl, Law and Order SVU Two White, Law and Order SVD, <laughs> Fire for her devotion to community service. <laughs> oh, she went to come. She went to come in community. Oh man. Uh, reliving her girls gone wild spring break memories. Sarah J. White, she also was trending. Polly Pussy, dick sucking white. The correct answer is she was white. Man, she was giving it up to everybody. I there had to be people that didn't get none that had to be like, for real? What was wrong with me? I guarantee and and the people not in there, I guarantee you there were some people that just turned her down. I was like, no, that sounds like a fucking mess. Right. Because uh, you know people talk. So you know people in the department was like, no. The fact that imagine being one of these people's spouses, not the one that was in on it, but one of the ones that didn't know. Was not on. You know how it's. You know how embarrassing it is that that not only is your man losing his job for having sex on the job, but like everybody was fucking this woman. Like he not even special. It's not an affair. It's not a dalliance. It was not super hot. It's just she was just giving out vagina like it was candy at halloween and these niggas all were like i'm willing to blow my whole life up for it apparently so but yeah like i said it's very there's this guy the whole rainbow coalition there's this brother he admitted to having oral sex with her in the gym while on duty there's this brother that looked like the black man that opens up for dave Chappelle back in the day i forget his name yes uh you know for chris rock i forget his name oh uh, he was it he was the one in the movie uh pootie tang that always repeated everything uh he, he uh it's hot too uh anyway he looked like him um and he was in the canine unit thank god he did the dog didn't get none i hope okay. uh i guess that's her being sworn in uh this is another officer that that uh had off-duty sexual relationship with her they were meeting hotels and at his home uh there's the only officer that didn't get none why her face why her face look like i'm gonna fuck everybody when she got that badge ah. like that's clearly her being sworn in and, she, and fuck. right i'm gonna serve the community hard as i can that's another dude that look at all this, there's a lot of dudes man it's a lot of families that just turn. Can you imagine you didn't know? Like in your children kind of of age, you turned on the TV and see your fucking daddy flashing across the screen. Right. Real hot girl shit. Okay. <laughs> that's that's serious hot girl shit. Mm-mm. Uh I'm calling in the officer officer down. <laughs> officer downtown. <laughs> officer going downtown on somebody as a, that we got a, a code sixty nine. Uh we're gonna need gonna need a lot of assistance um all right y'all let's get to the last thing let's talk about soy ratchetness officer being black we got an officer being black you know she was probably fucking criminals everybody it don't sound like she was discriminating much it's like this. these these are just the ones that we heard because they you know they found the records because they was fucking around on the, on the uh taxpayers phones yeah, maybe she had just a, a thing for, you know, some people say they have a thing for men in uniform. Maybe she was one of them people. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm just fucking the uniform, okay? I'm a cop groupie. 
Police man claimed his girlfriend attacked him with a sword before deadly stabbing in Phoenix. A man is in custody after reportedly claiming he stabbed his girlfriend during a fight after she came at him with a sword in their Phoenix home. But police say the evidence of the scene does not match the story. You don't say. Uh, I don't match the story. 37-year-old Bobby Montano said that his girlfriend attacked him with a sword and was stabbed. Uh, after they fought, officers arrived and found his girlfriend stabbed in the chest. She died at the scene. Her name hasn't been released. Detectives interviewed him. He said his girlfriend was ar- they were arguing in the bedroom. She wanted to leave the house. He said he, he she couldn't go and stood in front of the door. So then reportedly she grabbed a sword from under the bed, pointed at him, and said she was going to leave. And police say that's when he tried to take the sword from her in self-defense. And the two fought on the floor. And her uh, his girlfriend was accidentally stabbed, according to him. He was not even he was not injured in the fight. According to the police, the evidence at the scene does not match his statements. Police say the sword he claimed his girlfriend was stabbed with was found under the bed, appeared to be untouched. There was no blood stains at the end of the blade, which is consistent. What that was consistent with the stabbing. Uh, court documents say the victim's stab wound was small compared to the blade of the sword. The blood found on the bed contradicted the statement, and his girlfriend was not bleeding on the bed. Police say the stain was from giving his girlfriend first aid uh, after the stabbing. They arrested him. He's charged with one count of kidnapping, first degree murder. Uh, he also has a prior history of domestic violence. Right. And the sword being there was just an excuse for him to be like, and that's uh, me protecting myself. Mm-mm. Right. So it, it just uh, it just became something. Yeah, like they're not going to do no police work. They're not going to make sure it matches. And, and, and you lied on the sword, and the sword is like, I ain't even got no blood on me. Right. Just stupid. Uh, and criminal. Uh, all right, y'all. That's it. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back. Uh, this week might be a little spotty because, you know, like I said, I have to move at some point this week to the other Airbnb, which means I have to pack everything up and then unpack it. So we may not have shows. Probably, uh, definitely not Thursday and and Friday and stuff. So we'll see how everything goes. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate y'all and uh, appreciate your comments and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back soon. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.